Welcome to the State of Business with the Ohio Society of CPAs. I'm Jessica Salerno, Senior Content Manager at OSCPA, and this is the show where we bring you the latest news impacting the business and accounting world from top experts. In this episode, I'm speaking with Daniel Dustin, CPA and Vice President of State Board Relations at NASBA, and Julia Wooslaw, Senior Manager of CPA Evolution at AICPA about CPA evolution. It's a joint effort of NASBA and AICPA to transform the CPA licensure model to recognize the changing skills and competencies accounting requires today and will require in the future. We discussed where the initiative is at today, how this impacts accounting students as well as current CPAs, and the impact this will have on the profession. We started the conversation with Dan telling me how CPA evolution originally began. Here's what he had to say. Jessica is really based on several factors. Uh, certainly new technology was entering the profession, entering the marketplace. Things like automation, uh, big data was, was being discussed, certainly data analytics and, and machine learning, things like that. Uh, we also were uh, looking at some data from the World Economic Forum that was suggesting that you know, general services like accounting, bookkeeping, and even accountants and auditors were among the top 20 job roles that would be decreasing in demand in the coming years. In contrast, we were hearing things like data analysis and information security and risk management were increasing in demand. And those were certainly services that accounting firms were, were providing to their clients. And, and along those same lines, we, we learned that between 2014 and 2018, there was a 29% decrease in the number of accounting grads being hired by accounting firms. And a lot of that is in the AICPA's trends reports. Uh, so there were firms hiring a lot of non-accounting grads to fill the skill sets that they needed to service their clients. And where would you say the initiative is at today? So we've made a lot of progress. Uh, last summer, the AICPA Governing Council and then the NASBA Board of Directors both voted to support the CPA evolution. So we've moved into our implementation phase of the new model. So in January 2024, we will launch a new CPA exam based on that new CPA licensure model. And I'll just quickly uh, describe the model. So it begins with a robust core of accounting, auditing, and tax that has technology woven throughout all those parts. And then candidates will select a discipline in which to demonstrate deeper knowledge. And they'll have the option of three disciplines, business analysis and reporting, tax compliance and planning, and information systems and controls. So that's the model we're working with. Um, and both, as I mentioned, both AICPA and NASVA um, are moving forward with implementing the model. So now we're in that stage where we're really building a lot of resources, building a lot of awareness. We've built a lot for accounting faculty because we know that this will have a big impact on their accounting programs. And we're really working to build that candidate awareness because uh, we know that today's college freshmen and some sophomores are gonna be among the first to sit for that new exam. So we really need to work on uh, building up that awareness and knowledge of that new model. Julia, I, would, I guess I would just add on a couple things, certainly for the academic community, if, if they're listening, certainly we launched the CP Evolution model curriculum in, in June, and, and then the AICPA's exams team has, has really recently uh, released a high-level practice analysis survey 
seeking input uh, for possible changes uh, to exam content as they do that practice analysis. So a lot of a lot of activity right now. Could you tell me more about how those uh, three disciplines were decided on? Sure. Uh, yeah, really, we were looking at the three pillars of the profession, accounting, auditing, and tax. And, and certainly based on that data we had, we knew technology was increasing in its significance to the profession. So, so once we determined uh, the model of the exam we wanted to adopt, that core plus disciplines model that Julie just mentioned, it, it was fairly straightforward in determining the disciplines that we would follow uh, for the existing core plus technology. And, and they, they align really with, with those pillars. And, and what we're really looking for is, is really a, a deeper level of knowledge from candidates. So it's, it's being able to have candidates demonstrate a deeper uh, skill set as part of the exam. I know that the, a lot of work has gone into this over a long period of time. Did the pandemic impact any of the efforts here? So we were very fortunate in that we were able to, to keep working on this through the pandemic, you know, um, working with Dan and others at NASBA, we were already, you know, working remotely together on this project. Uh, and so we were able to keep doing that even throughout the pandemic and both AICPA and NASBA agreed that this initiative was too important to delay. Uh, so we, you know, switched to doing more virtual presentations and things like that, just like everyone else, but we were really still able to spread a really good amount of awareness in part, I think, because we were able to do all those virtual uh, presentations and, um, and meetings. Uh, so we didn't end up having to delay the effort. That's great. And I know that a couple of times you have mentioned faculty. Um, what questions are you hearing regularly from students and educators about CPA evolution? Uh, so I'll, I'll talk about students a little bit and then Dan can talk about educators. Uh, the students definitely want to know, you know, how will this affect them? What's going to happen for them um, with the new model? And so, as I mentioned before, Today's freshmen and some sophomores will be the first that sit for the new exam. So for others, people that are already farther along in their journey to becoming a CPA, they can still sit for the current exam uh, until the new exam launches in January, 2024. And NASBA will be releasing a candidate transition plan for those that have started but not completed their exam uh, when that new exam launches. And that should be coming out here in the next couple of weeks. So we'll have a plan for those candidates, but if you've passed your exam before 2024, you're still gonna be a CPA, just like all other CPAs. Um, so for students who are currently in the pipeline, you know, we want them to still sit for their exam and get through that process. Uh, and then for the students that will sit for the new exam, you know, they're definitely eager to hear about what, uh, what will be on that exam and, and all that. And so we, the AICPA's exam team expects to release a blueprint of the new exam for public comment uh, in the middle of next year in mid-2022. And um, that will be exposed for a period of public comment. And then they expect that they'll finalize that blueprint in early 2023. And I'll let Dan talk about everything we hear from educators. Sure, thanks, Julia. Certainly we've, we've held a lot of presentations over the last uh, 12 to 18 months. And, and about a year ago, we, we were at a conference, a AAA conference, and heard that 
I, I think more than 60% of the attendees said one of the things we could certainly do is provide a CPA evolution model curriculum. And, and so beginning last October, uh, four task forces were established to work on that CPA evolution model curriculum. It was really made up of subject matter experts uh, from both the academic community and from practice. Uh, they held more than 50 uh, meetings between October and April of this year. And so certainly you can see uh, one of your earlier questions about the impact of the pandemic. It certainly didn't affect uh, this group because we were able to meet virtually. Uh, but they, they were able to produce that model curriculum that was launched in June. Uh, and, and certainly we wanted to know what we needed to provide with respect to information and resources uh, to the academic community, including you know, certainly smaller schools. And, and so the AICPA has done a great job in, in gathering uh, information uh, on what they've created called an academic resource hub. Uh, it includes case studies and, and other information that the academic community can register to access. It's behind a, a, a wall, certainly, because it's resources they can use in, in their uh, classroom environment. In addition, uh, the AACPA established uh, some ongoing faculty hours uh, with their academic team. And, and certainly, as a non-academic myself, I have found them very interesting because on a number of occasions, they've coupled practitioners with an academic, uh, with a professor, to talk about both how technology is impacting the profession, and, and, and the, the academic will talk about how they have tools that have been developed to teach students uh, within the classroom. So the faculty hours have been really great. And certainly the other thing that's happened is the AICPA is offering discounts on their certificate programs to academics to provide them with greater detail so they have tools to bring into the classroom setting. So a lot of uh, certainly information going out to the academic community. It's really where Julia and I and others uh, from the team have been working uh, in the last uh, six to eight months. And Dan, are you getting the sense that the educators, the academics are excited about CPA evolution? Yeah, we are. Uh, we've we've certainly done some uh, surveys uh, with respect to the academic community, and uh, we're we're certainly happy to hear that more than seventy percent were either well aware of the changes or were somewhat aware of the changes. Uh, and we continue to do a lot of outreach uh, with state societies and boards of accountancy uh, on a you know state by state, jurisdiction by jurisdiction basis to make sure we, we reach out to as many uh, accounting faculty as we can, as we continue uh, down the road of implementation. And of course, uh, those students, those individuals who are looking to become CPAs and accounting educators are probably very um, familiar with CPA evolution or at least have heard about it before. But are you getting any questions or interest from, you know, current CPAs, uh, current accountants who are wondering, how does this impact me? Yeah, so we, uh, when we were developing the model and gathering feedback, we talked to a lot of current CPAs um, and firms of all different sizes, really wanting to understand what it is that newly licensed CPAs are being asked to do in practice today and you know as we've gone out and uh, shared about the model and 
now in our implementation phase, definitely a question I hear a lot about is, oh no, does this mean I have to retake the CPA exam? So I always wanna reassure people that no, you don't have to retake the exam. Uh, if you have your CPA license, you're still a CPA. Uh, one of the great things about the new model is that it's still a unified CPA license. So CPA will still equal CPA. Um, there's no new uh, you know, credential or specialization on top of it. Uh, so those who still have their license can keep doing everything they've been doing up to this point to maintain their license. Um, and so, you know, there's nothing to worry about for current CPAs. They'll still be CPAs. And will CPA Evolution have an endpoint in 2024 once the new exam is released? Um, or is there more to be done after that happens? I think the initial endpoint would probably be uh, the launch of the new exam in January 2024. However, that's that's you know just where it will be on at launch. Certainly, there'll continue to be updates to exam content, just as there is now with with practice analysis by the AICPA exams team as they identify trends in the evolution of practice. And, and I think along the same lines, we'll continue to work on updating. Uh, the CP evolution model curriculum, again, as, as the practice of the profession evolves. What will have made the initiative a success from the perspective of AICPA and NASBA? I would just say we go back to, you know, why we initially launched the initiative. You know, has the decline in accounting program admissions ceased? Are we actually seeing that the, the pipeline is becoming more robust again? You know, is it growing? And, and our firms hiring more accounting program grads based, you know, because they they possess the requisite skills and competencies they meet uh, to meet marketplace demands. Julie, do you have anything else that that you'd add? Uh, I would just add that uh, that we can continue to grow and evolve the model in the future. So a lot of times we talk about you know this model being more adaptive and flexible uh, than our current model. Because, you know, as the marketplace continues to change, we can add disciplines, take disciplines away, uh, you know, as the services that CPAs are being asked to perform continue to evolve. So I'd say being able to see that model, you know, in the coming many, many years to come continue to grow and evolve uh, would really help show that success as well. And I know that this is something that you both have touched on um, in our discussion today, but how would you say CPA evolution will impact the accounting profession in the long term? I think it will uh, you know, help produce those newly licensed CPAs that the marketplace is looking for. It will, uh, Dan mentioned some, some surveys we've done. Uh, so firms, we did a survey of accounting firms uh, of all different sizes. And a lot of the skills they told us that they need their professional staff to have are the skills that this new CPA evolution model really embodies and will help prepare newly licensed CPAs to have. So it will help us produce those candidates that firms are looking for and need. And in addition, firms told us in that survey that um, I think it was about 83% of firms that have 11 or more CPAs told us that this would make accounting graduates, uh, make them see accounting graduates as more valuable, uh, that their hiring of new accounting graduates would increase or both of those things. So uh, we can see that hopefully this will help us maintain uh, and build on that robust CPA pipeline. 
for those who are listening today and you know they might have follow-up questions, what would be the best way to get more information about CPA evolution for them? I definitely recommend going to our website, evolutionofcpa.org. Uh, we keep recent news and updates there. We've got a page for accounting educators, a page for students and candidates. That's where we'll post that candidate transition policy, um, all that good stuff. Uh, if you have questions um, or comments, you can always email us at feedback at evolutionofcpa.org. Um, myself and Dan and others, we read and respond to all those emails. We really appreciate all the feedback we've gotten through that. Uh, so please, I encourage you to reach out if you have questions or comments you'd like to share with us. Thank you to Dan and Julia for taking the time to speak with me about CPA evolution. Is there an issue you'd like to hear on the podcast? You can let me know at jsalerno, J-S-A-L-E-R-N-O, at ohiocpa.com. And please remember to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.